gentlemen welcome back to another episode of simply unprofessional tonight i am your host rob and with me i have james hi so james how's your day going about the same as yours mm. uh cool cool we have mcdonald's which i really appreciate <laughs> Uh, Uber for the sixty percent off coupon. <laughs> uh, so today, I figured we would talk about Overwatch lore. This may be a multiple part episode because looking through, there are things I have discovered that even I did not know. Um, so I was hoping Heather would be here to ask questions because she's the one I think knows the least about Overwatch and actually plays Overwatch. But she was like, "I have to sleep. Whatever." What is sleep? Boring. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing while you're sleeping? Nothing. Completely boring. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so to start off, James, do you happen to know who the oldest Overwatch character is? Not in like the, the ones that are playable, I mean. I mean. Not necessarily the ones that are just members of Overwatch. But I, I did not know this, and I was like, oh, okay. Is it Anna? Nope. Reaper or not Reaper Soldier? Nope. Uh, there are two. There are two people older than Anna and Soldiers. There's like one, two, three, four, five people older oh. than Soldier. Soldier is actually younger than Anna. <laughs> Reinhardt. Oh, close. Reinhardt was is the second oldest. <clears throat> There's someone mm. older than Reinhardt though. What the heck? I have zero clues in Torb. Nope. Uh, Torbjorn and... is older than Soldier, but not all, and but younger than Reinhardt. <laughs> uh, it is actually Sigma. Sigma is the oh. oldest. He is sixty-two years old. Um, but yeah, so going like from the oldest. Going up, I'm not going to do all of them, but up to Soldier. So Sigma's the oldest, then Reinhardt at 61, Anna at 60, Reaper at 58, Torbjorn at 57, and Soldier at 55. The rest are in their 40s or younger. <clears throat> the next two oldest are actually Roadhog and Moira, who are the same age. Yeah. And then uh I think it's Doomfist. They use his real name though. Yeah, Doomfist. And then strangely May, because she was frozen for so long, she's technically far older than she seems. 
I guess that would make sense that she would be older than <clears throat> what she looks. Yep. But okay. Um, so yeah, that was one of the things I discovered as I was researching. I was like, oh, so Sigma's the oldest, huh? So far, anyway. <clears throat> At 62. <clears throat> so, uh, Overwatch, in the, as you, as many of you may know, is basically like a, a team versus team shooter game, basically. I mean, they're not all, it's not all shooters. It's, uh, some of them use things that are not guns, like hammers or maces and stuff like that. But it's a, it's a team fight game. Basically, there's lots of different modes, whatnot. But there is actually story behind the game and all the characters and where they belong, which organizations they belong to, and how they got where they got. Um, so basically, the overall world story is it's supposed to be slightly in the future from now. Um, uh, basically, I guess it starts off with something called the uh, where is it? Uh, sorry. Well, I mean, it starts with the Omnic Crisis, but uh, before that, the reason the Omnic Crisis came about, um, is something called uh, that was called the Omnica Corporation, <clears throat> which basically built robot servants and robot soldiers and stuff that had that were not like in i mean intelligent enough to like do tasks but didn't have like basically they weren't ai they had no artificial intelligence they were just programmed to do things much like the robots we have today the ones that work on like assembly lines and whatnot but these were ones that could like walk around and do servant stuff and whatnot uh but they didn't have their own personalities or anything like that um they recruited a scientist called Dr. Liao, um, who basically created the present-day Omnics. Um, but she, her designs were were placed uh, in the so the corporation built these giant robot processing facilities called Omniums, which there was I think it said there was one on every continent. Um, <clears throat> so the Omniums were basically giant robot building facilities that built robot soldiers, robot servants, and stuff like that. Um, eventually, Omnica Corporation shut down because of a bunch of embezzlement and corporate like wrongdoing. Basically, they were sued out of existence, and the Omniums were shut down for the most part. But during this time, there was a... Uh, for one thing, Dr. Liao was working on artificial intelligence, um, and she created s programs that were supposed to help basically save the world. Um, she didn't fully create them. People took her designs and, like, expanded on them. Um, they were called, I think they called them the God programs, um, but one of them was called Anubis, which was supposed to help humanity by, like, 
help with global warming, trying to like expand areas without ruining the natural any more of the natural world. Um, basically, like protect the environment, figure out how to save the planet. Basically, was was Anubis's job. Um, so they're not sure exactly when, but at some point, Anubis decided that the best way to save the world was basically to wipe out humanity. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, its program like went in out into the net. It took control of the shutdown omniums and started creating battle robots and stuff that uh, are were under its control. Um, which a lot of the robots that uh, are in the game, like the Arisa and uh, Bastion units. Um, both were created by by Anubis um, to to basically fight and destroy humans. Uh, so this became the Omnic Crisis, which is the foundation of Overwatch, basically. So a lot of the countries basically started their own programs to try to fight back against the robots, which were they called Omnics. Um, <clears throat> the United States started a super soldier program in which the characters uh, Reaper and Soldier seventy six went. Um, that that wasn't their code names at the time. Their commander Morrison and and uh, Captain Reyes or something like that. Uh, I don't know if I know it was, it was Commander Morrison. I don't know about uh, Reyes's rank, but it was his name was Reyes. Um, they became super soldiers in their in the American program to help fight the the Omnics the. Uh, the Russian government basically started using giant um, exoskeletons <clears throat> uh, to fight. Um, South Korea, I know, started using like basically a huge net of like uh, drones and whatnot. Um, Uh, there was something else that I was going to bring up, but I don't remember what it was. But anyway, all the different countries started fighting against the Omnics. Um, and then, but they weren't, like, none of them were very successful. Their humanity was basically losing the war. Uh, so then the UN decided to create the uh, Overwatch strike team, which basically took, like, all the elements of the different people that were fighting against the Omnics and brought them together into a, a strike force that could go after the Omniums and shut them down. Um, so <clears throat> basically, the first one that I think Overwatch went after was the one in Detroit. Um, so they had, uh, yeah, there was one in Australia. There was one underwater in the East China Sea. There was one in Nigeria. There was one in Russia. There was one in Detroit in the United States. And then there was going to be one in Sweden. But the Omnic Crisis started before it was finished and it was never brought online. Or, well, the, the company that went out of business basically before it was built. So it never got finished. So it wasn't part of the Omnium Crisis, luckily. Luckily for Europe. Um, <laughs> oh, what? 
I just laughed. Um, but oh, I remember what the other thing was. The Crusaders, Germany created the Crusader program, which is what Reinhardt is, is a crusader of like the giant shielded armored guys and uh, like battle teams. It was one of the things they constructed to start the the uh, to fighting the Omnics. But anyway, so Overwatch, like I said, they combined stuff uh, like soldier. I believe soldier, um, Reinhardt, and Torbjorn and Anna were the first like team, basically that they created. Um, and I know they also fought alongside um, because the Detroit Omnium and the forces there attacked Toronto. So I know that they fought with Sojourn, but she wasn't a part of Overwatch at the time. Um, but she helped out their first strike team, basically. Um, so they managed to shut down the D Detroit Omnium by going in and basically uh, fighting their way inside and shutting it all down. Um, and then Overwatch 2, like not all the the agents of Overwatch are in the game. So like there's there's some of them are mentioned every once in a while or and there's like when recall started, you saw a huge list of names that you couldn't read them all that um, Winston started. So there's there's Overwatch agents that aren't in the game yet and haven't been mentioned. And basically, have to leave it open to be like, hey, this person's an Overwatch agent and add them into the game as it goes. But they also have a bunch of people that aren't Overwatch agents that are part of different pieces of lore. Um, but back to this. So then they they eventually infiltrated um, Cairo, where the Anubis program was kept. It was kept actually kept in the Temple of Anubis, the, the pyramid. <clears throat> um, but they managed to get inside and cut off Anubis from... Oh no, that that sorry, that didn't happen first. Uh, first, they they went to Doctor Liao, who created the uh, Omnics, and uh, basically she went decided to help try and to bring them down. She had created uh, an AI, uh, an Omnic that was completely AI, basically a, a real person called Aurora. Uh, that was an, a, a single robot with its own AI that went off and basically like soul did soul searching or whatever, and basically gained awareness, became her own person, and all that. Um, so eventually, Liao reached out to her, and she connected to the network and basically let herself be disseminated into all the ox so basically she was dead and erased but she gave most of the omnics free will to choose um so more than half of them stopped fighting um <clears throat> and basically chose to like live their lives and be peaceful and basically you know became their own people and broke off from anubis um, but half of them didn't, and some of the machines that didn't have, like, weren't touched or didn't have intelligence were still under Anubis's control. But because of their, their large, a large amount of the forces had basically abandoned the fight, they were able to get in and cut Anubis off from the rest of the Omnic, uh, Omniums and stopped the, the crisis, basically. Um, so then... They suddenly, like the world, suddenly had a bunch of new robotic citizens that had sentience and their own lives, and they had to find a place for them and 
how to integrate them into society after and there was like a lot basically a lot of prejudice and hatred because they had basically just been trying to wipe out uh humanity so humanity was kind of like well, we don't really know how we want these robots living alongside us and they could turn against us again who knows blah 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 um and basically the the omnics were soul searching like you know do we want to like who are we what are we do we have souls kind of thing so there's like a lot of that going around at this time um so some of the like one thing the australian government turned over the um omnium in australia to the omnics to basically like you you know you could live here you can make this into a city blah 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 there was a resistance force that didn't like that. They didn't want the Omnics in Australia anymore. They went in and they destroyed the Omnium, but every Omnium has a basically a nuclear core. So they blew up the nuclear core, which then turned most of Australia's outback into a nuclear wasteland. And the old Omnium is now where Junkertown is. Because uh, the people that survived basically built the Omnium into a new a Junker town. <clears throat> um, and that's where Junker Queen, Roadhog, and uh, uh, Junkrat come from. Yeah. Um, and then some of them still. Uh, like Overwatch then began like recruiting more people to take on like other threats, uh, like Talon. So Talon is basically a a, a mercenary group, of, like a not mercenary, like a terrorist group. Um, uh, they are led by Doomfist. Who is actually the second Doomfist? Because the he he killed the first Doomfist and took his spot. Uh, <clears throat> but basically, they're like a terrorist organization uh, that believes that came out of this thing basically because they believe that conflict strengthens humanity. So they want to keep creating conflict in the world to strengthen humanity in case something like the Omnic Crisis ever arises again. Um, so they became a big opponent of of Overwatch. Um, that was one of the things Overwatch was trying to take take out. Like, and Overwatch also worked against other like global terrorist organizations. Um, they tried to uh, protect people from Omnics, and then also tried to help Omnics that were trying to be peaceful that were being like basically destroyed or killed by by regular people because of the the political upheaval of all this happening uh so basically they kind of became global peacekeepers um trying to stick to a timeline but there's lots of like stuff that all happened at the same time
Uh, we'll watch commences tradition transition to peacetime operations. Yeah, Jack Morrison replaces Gabriel Reyes as Overwatch Strike Commander. So uh, uh, apparently Reaper was originally the commander of their forces, um, but because of his work, uh, like performance, basically in the the Omni Crisis, they promoted during the peacetime. They promoted uh, Soldier Seventy Six whose real name is Jack Morrison, to the, the leader over Reyes. Um, um, and then, like I said, they became a peace peace organization trying to, to protect the world from different, different threats. Um, the original team was uh, Soldier 76, Reaper, Anna, Reinhardt, Torbjorn and then Lee, Dr. Liao were basically the the first like Overwatch team of the characters that are in the game currently. Um, and then during one of the operations, Torbjorn was very injured and was going to die, uh, but he was saved by uh, Mercy. Um, Uh, who uh, she's Angela. I don't remember her last name. But anyway, but she manages to save Torbjorn and he only ends up losing his arm, um, which is why he has that claw arm in the game. Um, but that's how she gets recruited into Overwatch. Um, uh, then what's his name Uh, Gerard LaCroix was the original um, Overwatch agent that started Blackwatch. Uh, he was in charge of it. Um, he recruited Reaper and um, what the hell is his name? Cole Cassidy now. Uh, Genji and Moira into it. Um, so what Blackwatch was, because regular Overwatch had like oversight and stuff from the UN, there were certain things they couldn't do. Like some countries didn't want Overwatch coming into their borders and stuff like that. Um, but to deal with Talon, they basically had to. So they created Blackwatch, which was basically a covert um, section of overwatch that did those kind of things like under the radar semi-illegal stuff uh so uh cole cassidy was originally a member of the um the deadlock gang along with ash which is how ash comes into the picture uh so they they actually arrested him and offered him a deal 
that if he worked for Black Watch, they would let like let him not go to prison and clear his his record and all that. So that's how he became a part of it. Um, Genji was a part of the Shimada crime family along with his brother Hanzo. Um, Hanzo tried to kill Genji and thought he was dead. But Angela Ziegler, that's her name, uh, Mercy, managed to also save him, although she had to end up replacing most of his body with with uh, uh, synthetics. Um, so that's how, like, those two come into it. But Genji was recruited to work for Blackwatch because of his history. Um, and then Moira was a scientist that they had discovered. Um, I'm actually not sure uh, where they met Moira. Let me check on that really fast. While I'm looking for that, do you have any questions so far or anything interesting you thought of, thought of or? Not really. It all seems pretty much easy to follow once you know who's who. Um, so apparently, basically, a lot of people like Moira was a, a well-known scientist, but a lot of people didn't like her because they felt her methods were the same kind of disregard that had led to the Omnic crisis, like the advances in science before people were ready kind of thing. Um, so basically, like she was like shunned and and people tried to like stop her research and stuff. But uh, so Overwatch, Blackwatch re reached out to her and told her she could continue her experiments if they, if she basically, if she helped them out. Um, but they kept her, her working with them a secret. <clears throat> um, and then that, that was basically the Blackwatch team was the five of them. Um, so uh, one of the things that I didn't know was that uh, the uh, Gerard Lacroix, who was the the, the head of Blackwash, uh, he was married to a woman named uh, Amelie Juilliard. Um, and because of their basically fighting with Talon, Talon figured out who Lacroix wa was and kidnapped his wife and basically brainwashed her. Um, they Overwatch managed to rescue her. And even though she went through several psych evals and they said that she was fine, that nothing like that, nothing had changed and she was OK. She ended up murdering him in his sleep one night um, and became the Black Widow. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, that's one of the things I didn't know. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's how Black Widow fits into all this. Uh, and then she joined Talon, the 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 terrorist organization. Wait, don't you mean Widowmaker? Yeah, Widowmaker. Sorry, I said Black Widow because that's what they call. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, Widowmaker. Uh, I was like, so, I'm pretty sure Black Widow is a different franchise. <laughs> um, so I'll quickly go through Talon's roster really quick before we continue on with the history. But uh, their basic leader is, is Doomfist. Um, their uh, Reaper now works for Talon, and I'll get into how that came about, along with Moira, who he took with him from Blackwatch. Um, Maximilian, who is a millionaire Omnic, <clears throat> um, and Sanjay Corporal, who is a fish car lead, uh, basically a corporate architect. Like, he basically oversees a lot of fish car which is the company that both Sombra or Sombra that both Symmetra and um, Lifeweaver worked for. Um, I well, Symmetra still works for them, but Lifeweaver did worked for them too. Um, but he, unbeknownst to them, he worked. Their boss works for Talon. Um, Mauga, who is the newest character in the game, is a Talon operative. Uh, Sigma who we just talked about, is the oldest, uh, is also a talent operative because he was being held and they were doing experiments on him and Talon actually rescued him. He's a little insane. Um, Widowmaker that we just talked about, who they brainwashed and she murdered her husband, who was an Overwatch agent. Um, and then Sombra, who sort of works for them, but follows her own agenda. Um, and then also Baptiste, who was a former talent member, but now works for Overwatch. But anyway, uh, so back to uh, the whole talent thing uh, with Overwatch. Um, Uh, so, like I said, Black there was Blackwatch who was trying to deal with Talon in underhanded ways and whatnot. Um, so eventually, word of it got out, and people were going to do were doing basically an investigation into Overwatch. Um, so eventually, all of it came out. Um, uh, oh, I forgot one thing that happened was they went after Maximilian, who was part of Talon, and they figured they made him talk and basically found out where Doomfist was, and he was captured and jailed for a time. Uh, and he talked to Reaper uh, and kind of talked him into joining him while he was still part of Overwatch, basically, you know, saying that, you know, they're not the way you're doing stuff. If they knew, they would turn on you and blah, 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 which turns out to be true because when they uncovered what Blackwatch was doing, basically Overwatch, Reyes, uh, Reaper and Soldier 76, Jack Morrison, have a huge fight. The main headquarters of Overwatch is basically destroyed. Everyone thinks both of them are dead. And the uh, UN holds hearings about it, about what Overwatch was doing. Um, 
and then eventually they um come to uh what is it called the petrosacs um a little bit happens before that um i know i skipped over the couple things one was that um Uh, a couple more people were recruited. Um, the, the Earth had a lunar colony, for one. Um, that's where both Hammond and um, Winston are from, because um, they were doing like experiments out there, and they made a, a, an intelligent ape and an intelligent hamster. Um, but then there is an uprising of the intelligent apes on lunar on the lunar colony, and it's basically destroyed. Uh, but Winston and Hammond escape together. And come down to Earth. Um, and Winston is recruited by Overwatch. And Hammond ends up in the Australian Outback. Fighting in the Junkertown arena, basically. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then there was uh, a young girl named uh, Ify, or Ify, um, Who reprogrammed one of the Arisa robots to be... Well, they're called the... OR-14 uh, uh, well, they, they used to be the OR-14s when they were fighting in the in the war, the crisis, but then Nimbani recommissioned them as the OR-15s as, as security bots. So this girl, Ify, basically gave one sentience with an AI program she created, and that became Arisa. Um, Uh, and then, um, what's her face? Uh, Sojourn was also recruited and became a second command under, under Jack Morrison. And then, uh, Tracer, uh, was an experimental pilot who's, uh, was in basically a, a, it was supposed to affect time to make her ship go like her her airplane go like faster than most planes could go at the time uh but there was an accident and the plane was destroyed and the and basically the the thing that allowed the plane to go faster was that like it jumped through time slightly um got lodged in lena's tracer's chest and that's how she can do what she does and but then she was also recruited into uh overwatch um so then there was the king's row incident which a bunch of omnics re like rebelled against like being second class citizens and kidnapped a bunch of people including like the mayor of london and uh a bunch of other people uh and overwatch was told not to go in uh but they sent uh, Cole Cassidy to to check things out um, because basically the UK was like, we don't want Overwatch here. 
because at the time it was under investigation, I think, of for the Black Watch stuff. So people were kind of like a lot of countries were closing their borders to Overwatch while the investigation was going on. So basically they said they didn't want Overwatch's help with what with what was happening. Um, but Soldier 76 decided to send in a team anyway, which you can actually play through this scenario in the game. Uh And the, the the people that rose up are called Null Sector, um, which is a lot of the, the people you can like fight Null Sector in some of the in the new and the new uh, the new storyline is about an attack from Null Sector and all that. But anyway, um, so basically those are the um, uh, the Omnics that are sentient that decided they want to cause trouble um and they're currently led by the one of the newer characters um i'm blanking on his name ramatra uh so ramatra is actually the leader of null sector um like i said they sent in uh a team even though they weren't supposed to um so that basically made things worse right before the uh the fight between reaper and and soldier 76 that destroyed their headquarters so like i said they were they were shut down because of all this kind of stuff um they introduced the petrix act which basically made it illegal to do any kind of to restart overwatch or do any kind of overwatch activities um but during the time while it was shut down, there's uh, like one of the um, Omniums came back online, the one in Russia. So currently, the Russian government is using Volskaya Industries to create more of those giant exoskeletons, and they're fighting with the, the Omnics again. Um, and then the one in the ocean started to create a giant, basically a giant titan, um, which... <clears throat> Uh, they have a specific name, uh, but it means like ghosts or something. Uh, they're called Gwish, Gwishin Omnics. Um, they come from the underwater Omnium in the East China Sea. Uh, but I guess Gwishin means ghost. Um, but they are constantly fighting, like attacking South Korea and the countries in that area. Um, and it, initially they were using their drone network to fight them off. But the the Titan keeps coming back, and every time it does, it learns, and it learned how to avoid, and then started to control some of the the drones. So then they started to create uh, mechs instead, and got um, some of the best gamers in South Korea to pilot them, and that became Mecha Squad, which is where Diva comes from. Basically, they were created to fight this giant Omni. Um, titan that keeps coming back <clears throat> um so those two omniums are 
basically back to causing trouble, even though Anubis is still gone or locked up as far as anyone knows. Um, um, that's part of the reason why you know that Sombra it has a, another agenda, because uh, I think uh, Vol the, the owner of Volskaya Industries basically they were supposed to uh, Talon wanted to assassinate her so they sent Reaper Widowmaker and Sombra in to do it and Sombra gets to her but then pretends that she got away basically but she tells her that she knows she's been dealing with the Omnics and getting technology from them and that she's going to like call on her and wants to be her friend uh so Sombra's up to something but but yeah, so I, the people that are supposed to be fighting against the Omnics in Russia are actually working with them. So that's a whole like another thing. Um, trying to think of any kind of other events. Uh, well, Reaper, like I said, everyone thought Reaper and Soldier were dead. Soldier just basically reemerges, not dead, very scarred. Apparently, he he was good enough to walk away, but he basically lost all faith in overwatch and what they were supposed to be doing and so he kind of just disappeared and let people think he was dead whereas on the other hand reaper very much was almost dead i guess he was like very close like on the brink of death but moira used her mad scientist skills basically to bring him back which is why he's like all weird and becomes can become like ghostly and all that because it's her her genetic engineering or whatever, and he's constantly in pain. <clears throat> um, trying to think of anything I skipped over. So the giant titan thing you was talking about is that the thing from the trailer um i think those are smaller ones i think the one that in the ocean is basically like kaiju the uh what the hell is it called uh what's the giant lizard thing that's always fighting in japan godzilla yeah i think it's basically like godzilla sized that one because <clears throat> the titans in the trailer and stuff are from uh null sector which is a completely different thing uh <clears throat> Uh, one of the things I didn't go over was, um, uh, Dr. Liao, who created the Omnics and basically created, um, the other one that, that set them free, also created a third robot. I mean, well, she created all of them, but she created another one that was basically working on one that had, like, sentience and human feelings. Um, but she, and she she was being guarded by cole cassidy while he was part of Blackwatch. um like basically he was what like basically assigned to protect her because 
they were like uh, Talon and stuff was trying to get a hold of her, her technology and stuff. And they end up attacking her lab at one point and killing her. Um, but her memories and personality basically were downloaded into Echo, which is the robot she was working on. And that's how that's where Echo comes from and why Cole is the one that knew where she was and how to activate her and had the little chip that turns her on in the in the video. Um, but that's where Echo came from. Um, so basically the, one of the bigger things that happens then is Reaper tries to get a hold of Athena, which is the, the AI program that ran Overwatch and trying to get, um, the information on all the former Overwatch agents. Um, and currently Winston is the caretaker of Athena and is working on different things with her. So he attacks Winston's lab. Uh, Winston manages to drive him off and stop the, the program that was stealing Athena and decides to reactivate Overwatch, which is basically where Overwatch 1 started off. Um, so he does is called recall where he recalls all the agents back to active duty. Um, and then the new trailer for the, uh, the, uh, PVE stuff is where like <laughs> basically tracer and may are the only ones that have answered him <laughs> at the time. And then it goes from there, but. Um, I think that's pretty much the main points. Um, there are a couple of other things like uh, Reaper and Widowmaker Steel. Doomfist's fist from a an Overwatch museum and give it back to him, and he manages to break out. So he's back at large and ahead of the and ahead of Talon now. Wait, um, so they do end up managing to steal it after the after yeah. Uh, I know in the video Tracer ends up with it or puts it back, but I think either that or they just end up building him a new one or something like that but he does end up getting it back and he escapes <clears throat> oh so like because of what's been happening anyway so like soldiers trying to hunt down reaper now that he knows Reaper's still alive, he and Anna end up meeting up and they both decide that it's their their job to take down Reaper because they were the ones that basically let him escape and whatever in the past. Um, and But then Anna goes to Cole and tells him that uh, Winston's going to need help and that he needs to create basically a new like secondary Overwatch team 
basically a new black watch but that's but one that's like above board basically instead of black watch like overwatch team a and team b or whatever uh so while winston is gathering people on his end cole goes to get um he ends up recruiting uh diva uh who we just talked about um farah who is anna's daughter and is a member of of uh god blinking um helix that's what it is uh so fair is a member of helix the Helix Security International, which is basically they're an Egyptian team that's tasked with protecting uh, Egypt and other African countries, basically to keep people from finding the God programs like Anubis and unleashing them again. Um, so she works for them um, and she's recruited by uh, Cole to come to to work for Overwatch. Um so it's her diva um he also runs into Baptiste who's on the run from Talon after he left them after he realized that they were bad guys cuz he didn't really realize that at first. Um and he he joins them as well. Um yeah. Let me let me actually open the game because that'll help me a little bit. Because <laughs> I'm like I don't remember who else he he picks up because there's like five of them. Okay. Um. Yeah, like. Oh, Zarya is one of them. Um, so Zarya comes into this because after, basically after Sombra accosts the the owner of Volskaya, uh, she sends Zarya after Sombra. Um, Zarya doesn't particularly like Omnix, but she ends up working with one to try and find Sombra. Uh, Sombra basically just tries to get away from Zarya, which makes me again think that Sombra has her own agenda because she she basically makes Zarya choose between coming after her or helping the Omnic, and Zarya chooses to help the Omnic. But I mean, other than that, Sombra didn't really like try to harm them in any way. So I don't really know what Sombra's up to, but <laughs> I don't think she's quite exactly working for Talon. Um, but anyway, so Zarya, after that, Zarya returns back to Russia and she's caught up in a, an attack by Null Sector against some of her people. So she's protecting them when uh, Cole runs into her and then recruits her for Overwatch as well. Um, so that might be it. It might have just been those four Zarya, Farah, Diva, and Baptiste. Because I don't really, looking at this, I don't really see anybody else that he recruited. Um, 
think uh, that's it. And then, as you see in the the trailer video, well, well, May. So May, the reason May is involved in any of this is because she actually worked for Overwatch in their scientific team, basically like researching the environment and you know trying to to return things to normal after a new since they couldn't trust Anubis to do it anymore basically like they had scientists like trying to repair the environment study it and whatnot so that's what May was doing she's a climatologist she was working at Echo Park Point at Antarctica um, when a huge storm came in and basically was going to bury their facility there so they all went into a cryo sleep um, that and they were supposed to be woken up by whenever the rest of Overwatch could dig them out, but their signal never went out, so no one ever came to dig them out. Eventually, May's pod opens, uh, reactivates, and she's let out. And she finds, oh, it was because because of the the big fight and Overwatch being shut down. No one ever came to check on them. Uh, so she finds this out after she gets out of the pod, and she goes back, and all the other pods have basically been breached or lost power so her entire team dies except for her so she's trapped alone in the echo point station um but then she she ends up building her ice ray thing to get out basically to, so she can use the ice to like make stairs and get up and send a signal of her own so she sends the signal and she gets winston's recall signal when it goes off and so that's why he they her and him and tracer stopped by to pick her up in antarctica before they head to paris <clears throat> so that's why she's involved now um and then obviously in the the trailer you see they get to paris the three of them and they're fighting and they're losing but then <clears throat> uh brigitte who is torbjorn's daughter um Reinhardt Mercy and Genji and Echo all show up and join his Overwatch team basically. Um so now they have they basically have the two Overwatch teams. Um Um, trying to figure out who in the game I haven't really talked about. Um, so talked about Diva, talked about Doomfist. So Junker Queen is basically her family was thrown out of Junker Town by the Junker King. Um, and she came back for revenge and basically ended up beating him in his tournament by turning his loyal subjects against him because he was uh, a, a jerk to them, basically. And she helped protect them during the fight. And so they kind of took her side and she ended up winning. And now she's in charge of the whole city. Uh, that's how she became Jump Queen. She's basically like there's different factions in the game right now. It's basically, there's. Uh, there's Overwatch, which most of the characters are from Overwatch now. Um, after McCree or McCree, well, he used to be McCree, but now he's Cassidy. After Cassidy recruited most of them, they're most most of the characters are actually in Overwatch or Talon. So those are the two big ones, Overwatch and Talon. So either they're in Overwatch or Talon. Another faction basically is the Junker Town faction of people that live in Junker Town who yet have nothing to do with Overwatch or Talon, which is Junker Queen, Roadhog, Junkrat, and Hammond. Um or Wrecking Ball, as he's called in the game. 
Um, so those don't really have a, a place in the story other than like being their their own backstories. Um, so Roadhog and Junkrat are basically criminals. They go around, they like rob banks and blow stuff up. <laughs> uh, and they bring it all back to Junkertown. They were actually thrown out of Junkertown because uh, they accidentally blew up Junker, something of Junker Queens. I don't remember what it was, but they were they were cast out of, of Junkertown. So now they're just basically wandering around the Australian desert. Um, and then, like I said, Wrecking Ball is one of the champions of the arena, uh, the, the battle arena there in Junkertown. Um, another faction is kind of... I mean, I don't know how much of a faction it is since it's basically just Ash now, but the the Deadlock gang, that's, but Ag, uh, Pole used to be a part of it, but that's where Ash comes in because she tried to steal Echo and she's the leader of the Deadlock gang, but she's not really involved yet in the story uh, other than that. Um, another would be Volskaya Industries, uh, but like I said, they're, they're leader is part of Talon. They're they're basically their corporate lead is part of uh, Talon, which but most people don't know that. Um and then Symmetra and Lifeweaver are both from there. Lifeweaver quit and because they use they use hard light technology which basically creates things from light that are like touchable and tangible. Uh Lifeweaver just find a way to combine it with like na nature. So it's a biolite he creates and they're trying to get it back from him. Uh, so he's basically on the run as Volskaya tries to get his invention. And then Symmetra works for Volskaya as an architect, creating things out of light. Um, the only part of the story Symmetra's really been in is Volskaya Industries accidentally damaged the temple. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I forgot to talk about that. So uh, there's uh, an Omnic named Mundata who... Uh, tried to bring the Omnics and the humans together, basically preaching peace between them, trying to show that the Omnics weren't that different from humans now that they had their own like AI and their own they they kind of that that you know humans and and the Omnics weren't that different other than the Omnics you know being made of metal. Um, but he was basically a preacher that was trying that was succeeding in bringing both sides together. <laughs> um, he gets assassinated by Widowmaker, which causes another big crisis. Um, but his basically his he had a bunch of like students monks that that worked underneath him trying to spread peace and stuff um which one of them is Zenyatta who is a character in the in the story or who's a character in the game rather not a, not the story they're all characters in the story um but he is the one that changes Genji um because Genji comes to him after he almost died and even though Mercy saved him, like he was basically in a crisis, like I'm more machine than man, and blah, blah blah. And Zenyatta is basically like, you know, I'm all machine, yet I'm still, I still have a soul, I still have a purpose, blah, blah blah. So Genji becomes Zenyatta's pupil. But Zenyatta was originally taught by Mandata, who was the, the spiritual leader. But the only part of the, the, that that Symmetra's been in so far is the Volskaya accidentally damaged the temple. Um, the Shimbali Monastery, where Zenyatta and his fellow monks uh, practice. So Symmetra is, made, is told to go and basically smooth things over and help repair the temple. So she does, and while she's talking to Zenyatta, basically, like, he inspires her and, like, starts to make her open 
opened her eyes that some of the things that Volskaya has been doing is wrong. Like one of the things which brings Lucio into the game or into the story, because Lucio, the character in the game, is Volskaya stole his father's technology uh, and and basically repurposed it for their own. And they're basically trying to take over in Brazil, even though they're a company and they're not really like the government, like they're basically taking over the government. So Lucio is leading like a protest against them in in, in Brazil. Um, but they they took his father's stuff and like it, he's basically like making symmetric question what Volska has been doing. But that's kind of all the story that she's been in so far. Uh, Um, like I said, Lucio is, is basically a DJ. He's a DJ in Brazil. He, his father created like being able to make sound into the way that Volskaya makes light into like solid things. Uh, he was able to make sound into it. Uh, and you like you turn sound into like healing waves and stuff like that. He was brought in in the story mission modes that were supposed to be the PVE modes. That sh so because the um, Null Sector attacked Brazil and he was basically helping fight against them when Overwatch shows up and he helps out Overwatch and basically escapes with them. So and they offer him a spot, which is how I'm assuming the the PVE that got scrapped, which is now the story missions, is slowly going to bring everyone into the story eventually in one way or another as it goes like the ones that are still kind of on the periphery are eventually going to get sucked into the story the way lucio was <clears throat> uh, like kiriko and whatnot and iliari uh but yeah uh all right so diva doomfist junker queen malga like i said malga's new but he would he's a talent operative basically he he was friends with baptiste uh but then Baptiste realized that they were on the wrong side and left when Malga did not. He was like, so what? I don't care. Uh, Arisa, like I said, was repurposed from the OR-15 bots uh, that protect Mbani. Uh, Ramatra is the leader of Null Sector. He basically lived through the Omnic War. Uh, he was given sentience and broke away from Anubis, but he doesn't forgive the humans for what they did, basically. Uh, in the war so he's still like he tried to he was part of mandata's group and he knows zenyatta like they were both his students but ramatra took it like in a bad way where he still wants to have war and like fight with the humans whereas zenyatta it was all about peace and everything uh reinhardt like i said was one of the original members of overwatch roadhog is junkrat's partner in crime from australia he wears a mask and stuff uh, because he's got radiation poisoning from the radioactive wasteland that is now Australia. Uh, Sigma, we went over. Winston, we went over. Wrecking Ball, we went over. Zarya, we just talked about. Uh, Ash, Deadlock Gang. Bastion. Okay, so Bastion is one of the Bastion unit robots that was fighting against the humans in the war. Um, he was basically pretty much destroyed or knocked offline for years. Um, until a bird like basically started making a nest on his head and like pecked him a bunch of times and it reactivated him. But like he was basically a blank slate. 
like didn't remember what he was supposed to be doing or what he was or anything. So then he was living in the forest for a while with the bird, just wandering around until his memories start to come back. Uh, and he goes to the city because he goes, he stumbles upon a big field where there was a bunch of his kind that were basically destroyed in uh, the Bastion assault tank. Uh, so he kind of starts, he, his face turned his light in the middle of his face, which has been blue, turns red, and he starts marching towards the city like he's going to attack it. But the bird manages to turn him around and be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the forest. But eventually um, he runs into people tell Torbjorn about it. And Torbjorn goes and finds him and brings him back to Sweden with him. Because uh, he realizes that he's not the same as, as as he used to be. And is kind of working with him to show him, you know, how to be a nice killer robot. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Cole, we went over. Echo, we went over. Genji went over. Hanzo, like I said, what is a member of the Shimada crime family after he almost killed his brother, he was racked with guilt uh, <laughs> and decided to quit, basically. Um, but they don't let you quit, so they're, like, pursuing him. Uh, and then Genji showed up and showed he wasn't dead, so now Hans is like, I don't know what to do. He's basically having a crisis. He's not really in the story other than the fact that he tried to kill Genji, so I'm assuming at some point he will be as well. Junkrat, we went over... Maybe we went over Pharaoh, we went over Reaper, we went over Sojourn. Like I said, she joined uh she joined Overwatch after the the Detroit uh Omnium tried to de destroy Toronto. Um she was one of the people that testified in the UN hearings and supported the Petrus Act of shutting down Overwatch. Um, but in the it, if you play the the story missions, you'll see that she's sticking to her guns kind of but she's also kind of changed her mind so uh soldier we went over uh he's basically just searching for reaper now he doesn't have anything to do with overwatch sombra we went over symmetra we just talked about torbjorn we went over uh tracer and widowmaker we went over anna we went over baptiste we went over brigitte uh brigitte is like i said is torbjorn's uh daughter she looked up to him and reinhardt in the old overwatch she basically kind of is following in in reinhardt's footsteps she wears armor she's got shields she does like the mat mace instead of and instead of his hammer but she, her fighting style is a lot like his um but she can also heal um but she's in in the story because basically she's torbjorn's daughter and she's always wanted to be a part of overwatch so she decided to join the call when Winston put it out. Uh, Life Weaver, we went over. Lucio, we went over. Mercy, we went over. Moira and Zenyatta, we just talked about. Uh, so the last two characters are Kiriko, which Kiriko fits into this. Uh, she's actually the youngest character of all of them. Her mother taught Genji and Hanzo how to use a sword. She was their, basically their instructor in, in fighting. Um, she also taught Kiriko at the same time, so they kind of became friends. Um, the timeline's a little skewed on this because Kiriko is only supposed to be like 18, but Genji and Hanzo are both in their late 30s. Uh, but she, like, when it shows them training together, it definitely looks like Kiriko and Genji are the same age, but apparently she's like almost 
like 12 years younger than them. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's how she fits into the story so far. Just basically she was friends with Genji and Hanzo when she was younger, even though she's 18 now. So I don't know what younger, like when she was a kid, I guess she was their friend. So her family knows their family. She's not really been brought into the actual Overwatch Overwatch story yet. Uh, and then the last one is one of the newer characters, Iliari, who has no connection to anything as so far as I can see. <laughs> um, she was a part of some kind of like sun cult, uh, but sh her powers uh, went haywire and she basically burst sunlight and burned everyone to death. So she's kind of carrying around trauma. Uh, but yeah, but she's not really a part of any faction or in any part of the Overwatch. Like all you know is her backstory about how she basically burned her family and friends to death. And that's that's all you got for her. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. So. I mean, that's most of the Overwatch lore. I'm sure I've missed a thing or two. It's actually more involved than it seems for a fighting game, but <laughs> uh, any questions or anything you wanted to add, James? A thing that I can think of. All right. Uh, well, yeah, so that's been a little over an hour. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, it's a science corner. There was a, a, a the first commercial venture into space to do science stuff and whatnot. It's supposed to land on the moon. They had issues with the the propulsion systems. So now it's basically going to crash land on the moon, so they're not sure how much it's going to be able to do at that point because uh, they don't have the fuel to, like, slow it down anymore. So it's just going to crash into the moon at some point. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, fun, fun times. Luckily, it's not manned. It's, it's a completely automated system thing, but, yeah, they're probably going to lose most of the equipment in the impact. Tilly, stop. Um, got any life advice, James? <laughs> uh, no, cool. All right, well, <laughs> <laughs> stay uh, hydrated. There you go, stay hydrated. All right, um, well. That's another episode down. Uh, you guys could find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. And James, where can we find you online? Uh, Glorious Coma on Linktree. There you go. And uh, as always, have a wonderful evening and fuck Booster Gold. I ain't the kind of wear a tie. Always I try that life, but say goodbye. I don't remember how this goes. <laughs>
I'm simply unprofessional.